Events for Breakfast, your go-to guide for advice, top tips and events industry insights. My podcast is delivered in bite-sized chunks to help you digest information and expand your events expertise. Hi everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Events for Breakfast. Now, for many, many events professionals out there, this is the episode that you've all been waiting for. We are all in this together and I know so many of you are working through the same problem every single day and that is how do you find a new job in such a widespread pandemic? Now, don't panic, we have some expert advice coming your way and that is from Lils Collingwood who is the owner and director of Albany Appointments. Now, Albany Appointments are a events and conference recruitment specialist, and I know that Lils is absolutely at the top of her game and is gonna share her insight into how you can stand out in a crowd and how you can secure that dream job in the very, very near future. So without further ado, let's go meet Lils now. So hi Lils, thank you so much for joining us today. Um, I'm really pleased that you've joined us and we're going to find out a bit more about you and what, you, what your business is all about. So before we get going, can you tell me a little bit about yourself and how you got into the events industry please? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, I think my career path was a bit of an unusual one. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do. So um, I didn't rush into going to university. I had a bit of a nomadic life for a good few years. Um, so I used to teach English as a foreign language. So I used to travel all over Europe and, uh, and teach. And um, in between my contracts, I'd come back to London and do some temp work and, you know, working in recruitment. But also I've worked for a few events companies. Yeah. And I think that's what really set my passion for the events uh, industry. And it's kind of been really close to my heart from day one. So, yeah, I kind of gave up my nomadic life and went to uni when I was about 25 and studied event management at University of Greenwich. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, and I've sort of never looked back since. I joined Albany in 2017, um, yeah. and it was kind of the perfect combination of my skills and background in recruitment and events, and yeah, yeah so it's kind of, it was a bit of an unusual path, I think, going into it. <laughs> you, you find that in events, don't you? Everyone's yeah. story is always like, well, I sort of fell into it a little bit, or it's, there's always an interesting story, I think, to yeah. people that get into events, it's definitely. Favourite question to ask a candidate when I first meet them, why events and how did you get into it? It's such good talk, talking, definitely. everyone's got their own story. Yeah, and also, also it's, it becomes a, pa- a real passion, doesn't it? Because people sort of fall into it, and then it's like, oh, I just fell in love with it, absolutely fell in love with it, and I never looked back from there. And mm. it's people that perhaps didn't even study it, um, or it wasn't even their path, event, their path of, of thought. But yeah, I do, I do enjoy asking that question too. So you just mentioned there, Albany Appointments, so, um, and you joined them in 2017, but I... I, I I know it's your business now, isn't it? So would you like to tell us a little bit more about it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So Albany's been, um, it's been a successful recruitment agency for the events, uh, the conference and events sector for over 30 years. Wow. Um, we specialize in event management, conference production, marketing, sales, um, and as of recently, virtual event management. Um, and we've got a huge range of clients. So, you know, from FTSE 100 international event companies, Um, market intelligence publishers Um, we work with membership organizations um, and even startups as well so a real range of companies Um, I joined the business like I said in 2017 and I bought the business just over a year ago 
Oh, wow. Mm. One year anniversary. Yeah. <laughs> I had that in June. It was quite a funny one because it was just like, oh, I'm in lockdown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Different way to celebrate. Yeah. Eh? Um, and have you enjoyed the last year um, running your own business? It's been interesting. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think if I can get through this first year, you know, in terms of what's been thrown at me, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can survive anything now. It's, it's taught me a huge amount of resist um you know resilience and things so yeah it's been good it's been an incredible learning curve and you know I, I wouldn't change anything to be honest it's yeah. it's not been easy but it's also been incredible and I've had some really exciting moments as well so that's it and you you know to to get through the first year when probably three or four months of that have been in lockdown and, you, and yeah. you're still running you're still going and you're still very relevant and current no. right now it's great isn't it you, know, <laughs> you, you can survive anything when you I get know. Through this, I think <laughs> last year I mean we sort of we noticed there was a bit of a, a halt in the market in the lead up to when Brexit was supposed to happen yeah. um, or during that uncertainty and um you know we thought that was quite bad and then coronavirus hit and yes. <laughs> oh like brexit look easy <laughs> and did you always want to run your own business is it something you'd thought about previously yeah i think i did i've always been quite entrepreneurial but um yeah, yeah no it's always been something I, I i've always loved working for a small business especially you know it's i like to wear lots of different hats it's i'm some someone who kind of you know, I thrive when I'm given lots of different tasks. Um, and I just, yeah, I've always really enjoyed kind of being my own boss and managing my own kind of workload. So that's it. Yeah. yeah. So it suits you. So um, we've just talked about before we press record, actually, about the fact that you're, you're going to be really busy right now, aren't you? Um, mm. With lots of candidates. Um, it, it's quite a, a devastating time for us. And uh, same as you, you went on LinkedIn, you're seeing lots of people being made redundant and things. And it is quite a devastating time and lots of people are wanting help. And I imagine you've got an influx of candidates coming um, to you for, for help. Are you seeing that right now? Oh, yeah, yeah. seriously. There's so many. I mean, it's, it's been really awful, to be honest. And I never expected it to be as many as it is. Um, you know, just so many people actively looking and having been made recently redundant. Yeah. You know, and the other thing as well is I feel like I'm just exposed to kind of the tip of the iceberg, you know, kind of my area of recruitment is quite specialist. We, we focus on the B2B side of the industry, but, you know, yeah. you've got hospitality, you've got agencies, you've got, you know, all the suppliers and even myself is included in that as well. Um, you know, the, the industry has been very, very badly hit. But yeah, so there's a lot of people looking for work at the moment. Definitely. But you've been doing some really great things to support people, which we'll come on to um, very shortly. Um, but you, you just mentioned there that you specialise in B2B. But have you seen any specific areas within the events industry where you're experiencing high numbers of candidates looking or is it literally all over? Um, I mean, it is kind of all over. I don't think yeah. any I think every corner of the sector is being impacted right now. I don't think any sector or function is is, I guess, safe. Um, yeah. There are a huge amount of redundancies. I think I'm noticing more redundancies within the kind of more, I suppose, hands-on roles. So event operations, um, oh, you know, venue management, logistics. Um, I've kind of noticed quite a few conference producers and marketers having to absorb some of those responsibilities as well. Yeah, sure. Um, so, yeah, but it is happening kind of across the, the whole board as well. So um, I think it's mainly with companies that kind of struggle to, to pivot onto virtual events so oh, whether or yes. not that's because they're a bigger organization with larger events it's been a bit harder for them to do so yeah um, or so. it might not be relevant for their business to, yeah to do absolutely so. 
Yeah, but let's come on to something a little bit more positive because we've, yeah. got, we've got that first of October, haven't we? We've been giving that date out, which we're all sort of holding out for oh. and keeping everything crossed that it goes our way, the live <laughs> events. Um, I, because of that announcement, which was now probably a week or so ago, have you started seeing any green shoots of job openings coming through at all? Yeah, I mean, I think... In the next few months, I mean, the, the, the best thing is being given a date. It's so good. I mean, it was the hardest thing being able to kind of, there was so much speculation and we just didn't know. And now we've got this date. And I think my prediction for the next few months will be, I'll probably have a few more temp roles coming through. Yes. Um, just because it's quite a short turnaround time. You know, October is going to come around very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, and then I think we'll have more permanent positions coming in later in the year. Because I think... Q1 next year is going to be so so busy absolutely um, but yeah I mean there are definitely green shoots of recruitment especially I mean like I touched upon with virtual events I've had kind of graphic design or conference production or digital marketing roles um you know there's been kind of different areas where companies are still doing virtual events but yeah I think we're definitely going to start to see more more roles I've been telling everyone to kind of hang in there until the first of October but now onwards but I think the thing to kind of remember as well which you know, is, is something to kind of look forward to is in terms of kind of where the events are in terms of uh, economic growth, they are so fundamental. And it's not just the event yeah. sector that's been impacted. Every industry in the world has been impacted and they all use events as a catalyst for economic growth. Yeah. And, um, and I think, you know, we came out of the last recession. It was, you know, recent enough for us to still remember the lessons that we learned from it. And actually the events industry boomed coming out of the last recession and it was Albany's one of our busiest years to date um, just because I think companies really started to recognize the amazing impact events have on you know kind of growing their business generating leads this is um, you know kind of marketing their services networking so you know I think where every business this year has been impacted I think there's going to be a higher demand for events than ever before next year so I'm feeling incredibly positive about next year i think we're going to see a really big boom in the industry i completely agree absolutely everybody is going to want that engagement and, and yeah. they're going to want to promote their brands or get their okay. customer engagement or their employee engagement because we've all sat behind um, our screens at home for such a long time now I know. We? So, <laughs> it's time to get out <laughs> yeah. and businesses are going to have to uh, market themselves to to survive aren't they you know so yeah. and this engage the marketing engagement is going to be huge so i agree yeah. now there's two things that you just mentioned there that I just wanted to touch on. Um, you talked about um, sort of puts, temporary roles coming through at the moment. Um, and I, I mentor a couple of people and, and unfortunately one of them has been made redundant and they're a little bit apprehensive around taking temporary roles. But I'm like, at the moment, I think it's probably a good idea to keep your eyes open and think about a temporary role as a sort of stopgap for now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, if you're job searching right now, keep an open mind because, yeah. you know, temporals are they're brilliant you know because you never know they could always turn permanent as well I think yeah. from a company's perspective the reason why they'd be bringing on temps is because there's still a lot of uncertainty we're only just coming out of lockdown so actually you know I, I can imagine for lots of businesses they would take on a temp with the intention of it going permanent but they can't fully guarantee that at this point and yeah. I know that's not the most comforting thing for a candidate because they want a permanent job you know most we all need the, the sort of reassurance I suppose but 
you know, I think uh, temping will be a, a good solution, at least for the interim. Um, yeah. Exposure as well. It, you know, you never know who you're going to meet. So this is it. Yeah. And I, I agree there. I've worked for a lot of large corporate companies and, and to, in a way to get, get it through in the budget, you have to, sometimes you have to have it as a temporary role to begin with as a yeah. fixed term contract just, just to get that position in place um, and to get it signed off. Um, by the senior team sometimes it has to start as a fixed term contract so it's definitely something to keep your eyes open i've done a couple of fixed term contracts now which have turned into permanent roles so yeah, it's definitely absolutely. something to look at and the other thing we took you touched on there we talked about virtual events so um i was i was going to ask how do you feel about virtual events now i've, I've been in the past few months I've, I've helped produce a couple of virtual events i've attended my own virtual events as well um, how do you feel about them do you think they're here to stay and is it an area where an event specialist should be looking to upskill themselves in for the future yeah i feel very positive about virtual events i don't think we should be worried about them replacing events because yeah. you can't ever replace the i think the value of a face-to-face -face meeting but virtual events are fantastic especially when it comes to generating kind of you know putting content out there staying up to date with trends and changes in the market you know a company that would usually just produce say you know three or four conferences a year can now do 12 you know they could do monthly or yeah. you know they can actually do more events which is really good for them they're great for generating leads um you know so companies can maybe focus on their kind of big flagship events every year where they can kind of bring people together but virtual events are a really good way of kind of keeping just I don't know keep keep putting content out there and making some noise throughout the year and I think a challenge for a conference producer is often you're having to predict things that are going to happen in your industry in the next say, six months and you know whilst they're usually accurate there might be something even bigger that happens in between that event so actually it's a good way of kind of putting stuff out there you know frequently. And, so and for an event specialist as well that needs to think about these skills um you know obviously we want that time when we get those live events back but you're right virtual events are going to stay and there's going to be a hybrid model that's going mm. to evolve isn't there so yeah. those skills around virtual events are going to be needed um and we, you know if you're afraid of the technology and how all these platforms work and things i think that we de we definitely as an events expert should be exploring them and trying yeah. to understand them a little bit right now yeah absolutely <laughs> no they're not they're not so don't be afraid of them totally embrace them i think you know, and they're exciting, they're good. And I think we should always, you know, as events professionals, we should always be open to change and, you know, adapting to new ways of working. And, um, and there's some amazing technology out there. There's some really good platforms. And yeah, I think virtual events are fantastic and they're good even on an environmental level as well, you know. Definitely. You can't just keep flying around the world all the no. time. So it's, um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's great in that sense. So yeah. yeah, I feel very positive about virtual events. I do. I'm with you. Yeah. And I, I am looking forward to live events coming back, but I do like the idea of a hybrid model. You know, yeah. you're going to reach a lot more people um, and people are going to be a little bit afraid still of traveling. And it, this is going to be a cautious time. So if you can do the hybrid model and you, you're going to attract more people, aren't you? Definitely. definitely. So, um, I've been watching your boot camp, um, your job seeker boot camp. One of my, one of the ladies I mentor has been on it, and um, posit really positive feedback. Oh. So, and I know it's very needed right now. Candidates are wanting that help. So, um, can you tell everyone a little bit more about the job seeker um, boot camp program that you've been running um, and what what it's all about? Yeah, absolutely. It was amazing, and it was the first time I've ever done something like this. Um, just through, you know, down to the kind of simple number of people who are looking for work and they just needed some support and I think 
you know, the aim of the bootcamp was to support candidates through the probably the toughest job search of their life, you know, or to their careers to date. Yeah. You know, and, and the one thing I've been saying to people is, you know, gone are the days where you can just click send on your CV and just hope for the best. You've got to really work that extra bit harder now to be noticed and, you know, be standing out from the crowd. Um, you know, competition's fierce. So actually, you have to think about all the different touch points of your job search. So you're sending a CV, you're writing a cover letter, you're following up your, you know, with each of your interviews, whether or not that's telephone, face to face, but, you know, on a Zoom um you know interview techniques and I really wanted to create the space where you know I can kind of share my insight into this process and yeah. um, all my kind of trade secrets of recruitment um and also what was amazing off the back of this it created a real community so we had this closed Facebook group and within this everyone was very supportive and positive towards one another so everyone would kind of post their their CVs and peer review each other's CVs and cover really? letters and it was it was really good it was an amazing week um and yeah so i just i wanted to kind of offer that i suppose extend a level of support where i could kind of reach a, a group of people as opposed to kind of just one-on-one -on -one with everyone that's it and, and you've got plans to do any more because um obviously it's a really key time for people isn't it right now so are you planning more for the future yeah i think i will i haven't got one in the diary but i think i'm going to do one in august because i yeah. think it's it's really important right now and i think having seen the results already from coming out of that and, and even just people's confidence when they came out of that boot camp, I think that made a huge difference. And I think if you can kind of in, inject a bit of, um, you know, just fresh energy into your job search, cause it's, it's a really tough process. And I do, I, I'm so compassionate when it comes to this cause I know how hard job seeking yeah. is. So actually if you can kind of feel like you're part of a community and get support from, you know, someone who knows the sector, but also from other job seekers, I think it's a really, good thing it kind of really helps you kind of keep that momentum and just Absolutely. stay positive throughout the process yeah it's gonna like you say it's the motivation isn't it mm. well. i love the idea of the peer-to-peer -peer. yeah That's great isn't it you know and everyone you know you don't unless you're a job um, recruiter yourself you don't really get to see other people's cvs really do you so if you, you know to get in a group yeah. and share each other's cvs and see how they're styling them or what they're writing and you know it's great to be able to do that i find that fascinating looking at other people's cvs yeah no it's really good it's really yeah. good i mean just even on a on an aesthetic level, because, you know, one of the things I was, uh, you know, talking about, it wasn't just the content of your CV, it's about information design. So how easy is your CV to read? I mean, how quickly can you kind of grab snippets of information in a matter of seconds? Because yeah. if you can imagine whoever is reading that CV has got another 100, 200, maybe more to go through. So actually, how can you stand out and kind of get the most amount of information in the shortest time possible? Definitely. So, yeah, there were yeah. loads of things that we covered. It was brilliant. Well, let's hope you, you do another one in August then, <laughs> definitely. <Yes. laughs> um, so just thinking about that then, and um, just coming on to um, the, the job seeker process, um, you know, the, the, the events market market is pretty static at the moment. And I'm hearing stories of, of jobs, um, job adverts going out there, and there have been actually hundreds of people going for one job, which is just crazy, isn't it? So, you know, how, do, how does a candidate tackle this and how do they make themselves stand out to an employee right now what do you do so it, it's a tough one because that that's pretty much what the whole week covered with the yeah. boot camp <laughs> how can i say this in the most yeah no exactly yeah. in the most concise way possible um yeah i think it's like i, I sort of touched upon just now you've got those 
different points within your search. So don't just rely on having a good CV. You've got to think about yourself as, I I don't know, maybe almost like a product and you have to sell yourself as a product. So you've got to think about your entire brand image. So how you present yourself on LinkedIn, how you engage with others, you know, kind of curating a really careful, um, you know, cover letter that really demonstrates your desire to work for that business and why you're applying because, you know, you've got to really show that this is a job that you're genuinely interested in. Even if it's one of 50 applications you've done that day, you've got to still put the effort in for each role that you're applying for. Um, Ensuring you've got really good first impressions throughout the interview process. Um, Yeah. So I think it's just, just putting a bit of time into each, you know, for all of the stages for your search, I think is so, so important. Um, and that's it isn't it because like you mentioned it right at the beginning you can't just use one standard cv nowadays can you and just fire it out you know you've got to be really careful about what you see but tailor each cv to each job and and really you know be in immersed within that job role and really sell yourself for that specific job role really absolutely it's time consuming but it's got to be done hasn't it (laughs) yeah absolutely i think it's okay to have one cv i mean i would have one CV for each area that you're, you're applying for. So if you're applying for, you know, um, B2B roles, have a, a CV for that. If you're applying for venues, have a different CV for that. But, you know, I would definitely say to tailor your cover letter. I think that's the thing that you should really tailor. So yeah. CVs can kind of, you know, a CV is you know that's all the facts you know whereas the the cover letter is telling a story so that's why yeah oh that's that's a really nice way of looking mm-hmm. at it yeah i won't get you to share any more of your secrets now <laughs> but how about let's think about the other way then um you know you're extremely um experienced in what you do and i'm sure you've seen all sorts um just coming to you in terms of cvs and, and letters and cover letters and people's um way that they apply for a job what what is one absolute no-no what would you say that you've seen that um, that is an absolute no-no to do um, and you avoid it when you're planning for a, a, to apply for a job oh gosh there's so many no-nos <laughs> <laughs> um, I think just generally sloppy ap- applications so where you can just tell there's been no thought into it whatsoever I fully appreciate and understand people are going to be making career changes right now they're going to be transferring their skill sets into new, new areas so you've just got to think if you're not a kind of direct fit an obvious fit to that role you've got to be able to justify that somehow so it's when you're applying for a role without a a well-supported cover letter or you know kind of even just a nice email when you're addressing the the hiring manager to say i'm seeing this role i'd really like to apply this is why um or even you can just tell as well when people have the same cover letter and they're just copying and pasting at the same time. And I think do some research, find out who the hiring manager is, do some LinkedIn stalking, address them personally, you know, really do try and kind of stand out because you'll suddenly get their attention. If someone addresses me by my name, they've got my attention. Whereas if it's dear sir or madam, and then they're applying for just any job and I don't even know which one they're, you know, it's, there's nothing that differentiates them. Um, and also I'd say an empty LinkedIn as well. So again, it goes back to having that kind of really strong personal brand. I think it's quite important to kind of show yourself as a, either a thought leader or, you know, someone who really is passionate about what they do. And you can see they're actively engaged on LinkedIn and posting articles or sharing articles that they think are really insightful. 
It's a, that was my next question that I wanted to come on to actually around sort of LinkedIn and social channels because it really is like you say you've got your CV you've got that wonderfully tailored um, cover letter as well but you know we all we all do a bit of stalking on on people's socials you know if I'm interviewing <laughs> someone I like to have a look and around and, and look at their LinkedIn and even perhaps their Instagram and um, maybe Facebook every now and again you know but if I we do as recruiters we want to know that person a little bit more so that personal brand how important is it right now how much focus should people be doing looking at their personal brand online i i think if you're not doing it right now i mean don't waste an, an amazing opportunity while you've got a bit of time on your hands and the world is all online and we're kind of stuck within our four walls use the online world as much as you can to so kind of leverage linkedin engage with other people start to kind of make some noise and, and create relationships you know, in the last few months since, you know, since lockdown, I've made some amazing connections with people in the industry. And, and it's all because I've been engaging with people on LinkedIn. And, and I think it's just, it is such a great place. And the amazing thing that I've noticed as well is, you know, before the event sector often felt quite dissected. So you are B2B events, all your venues, all your agency, whereas now since, we, you know, with coronavirus, I've really felt this sense of unity across the entire industry. So we are events as opposed to kind of pigeonholing, you know, your certain sectors. And, um, and I think that's a really, really make the most of that opportunity because actually people are really engaging and there's some really good virtual networking opportunities and yes. there's some really good stuff going on out there. So just, yeah, I would definitely right. try to make some noise. So, um, I'm, I'm part of the agenda as well. I don't know if you've, you've watched yeah, our episode of the agenda. It. Yeah, it's great. So this week we're actually doing a, an episode purely on personal brands. So I think Bad. definitely tune in to watch that. Cause I think it's really Absolutely. Great. And if it, um, if the, cause this, this episode might go out post your, um, post the, um, agenda live. Is it, is it saved on the page for people to look at? Yeah. 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 You can watch it. You don't have to tune in live. So it's, um, it's available on Facebook and on YouTube, so you can watch it. So we're recording it tomorrow, um, but you can watch it anytime. So it's, it's fantastic. And I think if anyone's not heard of the agenda or come across it before, it's a really great platform. So we're basically five female event professionals. It's kind of like Loose Women meets The View. I was just going to say it's like Loose Women. I love it. <laughs> so we get together on, um, on a monthly basis and we've got, you know, it's a really nice open safe space where we're all kind of, Oh, yeah, it's brilliant. We always get really good guest speakers on. So we discuss current topics and, you know, whatever's impacting the industry at the moment. So and it's been fantastic. It's been a really good place for, you know, it's very engaging. So lots of people kind of, you know, they put their comments in and it's a really open discussion. So, yeah. I so really yeah, recommend <laughs> people watching this, yeah, and going back and watching some of the others because it is a great watch. It really is. And you learn so much and, and like you're connecting with different people as well. It, it's superb. Um, so I want to come back to Albany, if that's okay, because um, we mm -hmm. talked about the fact that, um, you know, you've, you've owned the business now for a year um, and you're going through coronavirus in your first year. So, um, what what does the next six to 12 months look like obviously you don't know we don't know what's going to happen with coronavirus but for you if you get if you get another year down the line what does that success look like for you i think for me my two priorities right now are survive and thrive <laughs> summarize my uh, my my plan in in two words um yeah i mean it's i think the the lessons i'm learning at the moment completely focused around resilience and being adaptable and open to change and 
also with that understanding that what I might be doing now, I'll probably have to change again in another six months and, and being okay with that. And just, I suppose, just really keeping up to date with how the industry is changing. So, um, but no, I'm, I've got a really, really good feeling about next year. So the next few months, I, I do think it's going to continue to be quite tough. It's slowly getting better, but it's, you know, it's going to take a while to, to heal, I think. Um, but yeah, I think next year we're going to see a really good, good year for the event sector. I'm feeling very, very positive about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm, I'm 100% with you, definitely. Um, and outside of events, just let's, let's get to know you a little bit more and so people get to know you a little bit more. What's, what sort of are your passions outside of events and recruitment? Uh, I've got quite an unusual hobby. Have you? <laughs> yeah, I'm a beekeeper. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Into this? Oh gosh, I don't even know. I've I've been doing it for years. So I've got um two to be two beehives in my garden here in London, and um and then we've got two other gardens locally um that me and my friend we use, and we've got um I've lost count. I think we've got about nine or ten hives um in two other gardens. So in Greenwich and <clears throat> excuse me, Blackheath. So amazing yeah. so that's kind of afraid of them do they not do they not sting you no, no. no they really don't i mean you, you wear um protective clothing so yeah. you're, you're quite safe but you've got to really annoy them to for them to sting you so no no yeah. bees, bees are good they're very important but yeah that's kind of my um my unusual hobby outside of work i that's absolutely that's love it you've been able to carry on through <laughs> lockdown as well isn't it you know yeah it's really good i mean it's nice it's just kind of you know especially when you're outdoors and yeah it's it's a lovely thing to do it's really nice so <laughs> how many how many bees do you think you've got so in the height of summer in one beehive there can be about forty thousand bees wow <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy <laughs> but you're, um, you're doing your bit for the environment aren't you yeah definitely so every time you eat a vegetable you can thank the bees <laughs> exactly. yeah, I love this. Um, okay, and finally, thank you so much for doing this today. I want, I want to give people the opportunity to find out more about you um, and connect with you and, and Albany. So where's the best place to direct them, your socials, your websites and things like that? I think personally, just find me on LinkedIn. I mean, yeah. we're on all of the usual socials. We use, you know, we've got a website, we've got Instagram, Facebook, but actually I think LinkedIn is a really good place to LinkedIn's start. LinkedIn's a so, great place, yeah. isn't it? That's how I found you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm assuming right now if people are wanting to um, book appointments with you, it's, it's more all online um, and you're doing sort of, I saw in your diary, you're doing sort of 30 minute catch-ups with people um, yeah, so they can absolutely. get in touch and just share their story with you yeah so I, I share my diary with people online so they can just book in a 15 or 30 minute zoom appointment with me so that's really nice and it's good to kind of have that face-to-face -face engagement with candidates because you know it's one of my favorite things about my job is that I get to meet people all the time so I'm still keeping that up through lockdown so I'm just Definitely. Yeah, the human connection is so important oh, right now. Unbelievably important. Well, I have loved this and I'm sure, you know, hopefully this, um, this chat is going to help people just give people a little bit more motivation. And, you know, if they need, if they need help, um, obviously in the next few months, you're going to be there, aren't you? So they can connect with you. Yeah, I really appreciate absolutely. you taking the time. Um, and people watch the agenda, please watch it. It's fantastic. <laughs> thank you. Lils, thank you so much for today. Thanks, really enjoyed Kelly. it. Oh, it was such a pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, I don't know about you, but after that, I'm feeling so much more positive about the events industry and the job search that we're all tackling together. So everybody needs a Lils in our life. She is the expert in this area. So please do feel free to reach out to her and she will definitely be able to help you. 
Likewise, if I can help in any way, sharing my experience, and I'd love to connect with you too. You can find me at all the socials at Kelly Frew or at Storymaker Events. Now, if you're enjoying the podcasts and you've subscribed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or TuneIn, then please do rate the podcast for me. Let's make it one of the best events podcasts in the UK. That's my wish anyway. Enjoy your day and I will speak to you very, very soon. Take care. Bye.